0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Today's podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. You know that feeling when you drive down a nice neighborhood and you see that one beautiful lawn perfectly trimmed? What must it feel like to come home to that lawn? Knowing the work you've put into it and the pride that comes with that? Well, the same can apply to your body. Keeping yourself properly trimmed and smelling great not only gives you the confidence to step up when you need to, it might surprise and delight your partner. So use Manscaped. Manscaped is the official sponsor of our podcast, and it's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. The Lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so you won't nick or snag your nuts. That's fun to say. And don't use the same trimmer on your nuts that you use on your face because... Let's be honest, that's kind of gross. So right now, you get 20% off with free shipping by using the code armchair at manscape.com. That's armchair. Always use the right tools for your family jewels. Your balls will thank you. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. What's up, Pals fans? Welcome to a brief episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host and contributor to thebirdrights.com, Preston Ellis. A lot is going on for me this week. I'm coming off an upper respiratory infection just in time for my wife's due date, which is today. Just came home from the doctor's office any day now, which is what they always say. I'm going to be a dad, but it's pretty cool, pretty exciting. But we're here today for you, and I've got a treat for you. I discussed Zion's growing brand with Kevin Durant's manager, Rich Kleiman, in a recent phone call. Uh, Kleiman has become more than just a a business manager for Durant. He operates and co-founds all of their business ventures, including The Boardroom, which is now in its second season on ESPN+. I encourage you guys to check that out. Some great stuff, including a two-part episode with LeBron James, Maverick Carter, Kleiman, and Kevin Durant on building a brand, which was the bedrock for this article. Now, the context of this particular conversation fits much more neatly into the article Article I've written, which is presently up on our website. I highly encourage you to check that out. But since many of you probably prefer podcasts, because, hey, that's why you're here, here's a sample of what I worked on this week. Hope you guys enjoy it. Sweet. As a certified agent and as Kevin Durant's business manager and partner, you negotiate Kevin's deals. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, what goes into that kind of negotiation and what obligations Kevin has then to each company once you guys partner up.
1: Um, well, it varies. Um, tremendously and it's varied at different points in his career so earlier on in our relationship working together some of the deals we did with brands were more traditional and that you would get a multiple multiple year deal for a certain amount of money and there would be a commercial shoot or certain appearance or um, obviously when social media became front and center there was certain activity that was uh, required of you through social media About five or six years ago, when Kevin was at like an all-time high with a certain amount of um, brands he was working with, we really just felt like there was a shift going on, not only in just the climate, but in our business, especially in that like being able to be a pitchman for so many brands just wasn't authentic and it wasn't believable and it just wasn't in line with what he wanted from his business and where he was going. So we started shifting at brands that we kind of looked at as partners and brands that we could potentially have his legacy brands, so brands that would work with us across what we're doing from a media standpoint, brands that would want to involve themselves in what we're doing from a philanthropic standpoint, and there's obviously some public-facing components to it, and at times, a commercial, if it's authentic, or social posts, it's authentic, but really kind of turned our point of view into making it more of a partnership, and that, that's an evolution that comes with being in the game and building up your fan base and building up kind of your understanding of what it is that you want. Before you go after it, because I think earlier on, a lot of athletes, you know, look at brand deals as a way to get their name and their brand out there some more. But when you're Kevin, it starts to turn into like, OK, who can kind of work alongside the ecosystem that I've built and be a part of this like entire um, the DNA of my entire business?
0: Yeah, you're talking about a 24-year-old when the two of you linked up. Uh, you mentioned on Building Your Brand the episode that Kevin went through three agents before the two of you linked up. And and he spoke to you about his willingness to do more, uh, and now you're expanding on that. Now you've got a player similar similar to him and Zion who's already top five in endorsements, trailing Steph, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Uh, on that episode we mentioned, LeBron said, I don't know how I was supposed to make decisions like that at 20 How would you help a player like Zion manage these seven agreements that he's already signed, while also affording him the space to develop his game? You mentioned like all the commitments that Kevin had. How was he able to manage those commitments and still excel at basketball?
1: Well, I mean, well, first of all, these guys got to the place that they're at because basketball comes first and the work ethic and drive that's put in to get to this level and then needed to maintain at this level. Has to be first. It has to be first, second, third, fourth, all of that. And I think that there's a process to learning how to balance them both. And there's an education and figuring out what it is that fits who you are and, and requires the amount of time that you're willing to give. And that's why I think at times there's a little bit of a process in terms of the kind of deals you do. So in the beginning of your career, for Zion, I'm sure that these brands fit very comfortably. And I'm sure CA has done a great job of figuring out the brands that represent who he is, um, require time from him that's not getting in the way of what he has to do for basketball. And these brands understand that the success that athletes have on the court is is in a, a, so many ways how they both came to each other to begin with. So you usually don't find brands that want to like in the way of the time that needed to be spent to get them to the place they need to be from a basketball standpoint but i think you do have to understand and manage your time and um and it's just an education it's a process just like any of us going to the world of business and trying to manage our own personal lives and our work life you know or when business starts to pile up trying to manage our time And i just think as long as you you understand that like without the game a lot of these opportunities don't come to you you can never kind of lose sight of that
0: Sure. LeBron said on your episode, I don't want to talk about the brand. I'm a human being. And you and Kevin must talk every day about these ventures you're you're partnering uh with, such just as LeBron does with Maverick and Rich Paul. But in, in Kevin's case, when you guys signed up together, when he's 24, how do you tiptoe the line between business partners while also taking a step back and thinking, like, hey, this is a 24-year-old kid, like how am I allowing him to grow up as an adult while he conducts his business, while he's a full-time basketball player?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, my roles evolved. So, so when he when we first started working together, you know, we were more of a traditional agent-manager relationship. And, you know, I think it's just about building trust and, and being honest with one another and listening um, and, you know, being open and trying to just kind of give my feeling on it, but understand that, like, we're coming from two different perspectives and get to a place where, you know, he's comfortable either doing the deal or he's comfortable not doing the deal or comfortable exploring an opportunity or not. And there's trust and there's a lot of repetition that comes with that. But then as the relationship grew and we started to do different types of deals and the deals started to look like partnerships and they started to have equity components and we started to invest Then the relationship of a business partner kind of manifested from that. And while we still operate as like a manager and a client at times when it comes to Kevin's business, we now are in the position to go build our own enterprise. Um, and in that role, obviously we act as partners, but it's all very seamless because at the end of the day, like I understand that <laughs> Kevin's success on the court and his attention to being a basketball player is paramount in our business is paramount in his life and his happiness. So, you know, we've built an infrastructure that allows that to be first for him and allows me to run the business. But, you know, ultimately it's the trust and it's listening and it's, um, you know, time. You can't, there's no cheating time. There's no way to kind of get back the amounts of wins and losses you have and what you learn from that. And it just can't happen until you put the work in and put the time in.
0: Yeah. I remember you guys talking about on the episode, just how critical that is and how critical that is in in growing your relationship while you build all these ventures. Um, Now, obviously you're kind of like Kevin's go-to guy. LeBron has Rich and Maverick. How many, typical like guys around you doesn't nba athlete need not just to negotiate contracts but just like to perform the day-to-day steps they need through their daily life
1: and wait say that again what was that question you got cut out for a second
0: oh sorry about that so uh basically you're like kevin's go-to guy lebron's got rich he's got maverick but obviously like there's so much that goes into the day-to-day life of being an nba athlete how many guys does kevin does lebron need around them just to like handle all these business ventures as well as the things they need just to be like parents and basketball players.
1: Well, I mean, I think it's different for everybody. I mean, I, I LeBron has an incredibly big infrastructure. He's, um, you know, you forgot Ramos, Randy, who's with him all the time, and is his chief of staff and that's an entire job in its own right. But I think in our case, you know, we have 15 or 17 employees of 35 ventures and some work on the management side of Kevin and some work, In strictly the building and development of our entire business and our media and our investing and our philanthropy. So, um, you know, again, it comes back to being able to manage your time. And, you know, and I think that we put the right people in place and understand because we've been doing this for so long, you know, what Kevin may want to do or may not want to do, still run everything by him because we're always evolving and Kevin has new ideas and new kind of creative visions. But a lot of the stuff we do now doesn't rely on time as much you know he really will always be the force behind our whole business but he doesn't necessarily have to stand out in front of it anymore and i think that was a big change in the last few years and allowed him to you know continue to hone his craft which is most important
0: Yeah. um, Now, er, early on in your relationship, you guys moved out West. Uh, In a recent Forbes article, Kevin uh, mentioned Brooklyn being partially motivated by his desire to build a business empire. It's it's undeniably easier for athletes to do this in cities like LA and New York. How can the NBA counter this and make smaller markets just as appealing to players like Durant as Brooklyn is right now?
1: Well, I mean, I, I happen to think that, look, there's the reality of being in a location. So it's like The NBA can't do anything to change the fact that if a player plays in New York or L.A. or San Francisco, he has access to certain things that that city has. However, the level of star that you can become in secondary markets is just as great because the NBA puts all these teams on national TV. NBA superstars are still the biggest superstars in today's pop culture. And you saw it, you see it with the Greek Freak. You saw it when Kevin and Russell were in um, Oklahoma City. And to be honest with you, your business takes on a different iteration in those markets, but there's still an opportunity for you to be a massive star, making tons of money, to invest in real estate, to invest in different businesses that are more relatable maybe to the region you're in. It just may not look as glamorous as it does in New York or LA, but at the same time, you know, there's things that come with that and, you know, that's kind of the trade-off. But I, I think the NBA does a really good job of really putting their stars at the forefront and I think that, you know, there's... Like I said, there's things that you have more easily accessible to you when you're in certain markets, but at the same time, it's just about kind of cultivating what the roadmap is for you to be the biggest star you can be in the market you're in, because you're going to get TV time. If you're a superstar like Giannis, you're going to get a signature shoe. You're going to get commercial spots, and you have social media at your disposal, and you have international appeal. So it's really just about cultivating your business more to the market and the places you're in.
0: That's great stuff. I just got two questions left. Thanks so much. Uh, why ESPN Plus? Obviously, uh, you've got HBO, Netflix, Hulu out there, uh, a variety of options. ESPN Plus has this very specific paywall. Why did you uh, choose them?
1: Well, because there's kind of two things. ESPN understood the vision for what we wanted to do with the brand. And I always wanted to build the boardroom into its own standalone 360 brand and platform. had verticals and podcast space launching, have you a know, newsletter. We have our social properties, we have offline component, we're doing a live event at Sloan this weekend. ESPN Plus understood that me having ownership of all of those other elements and creating that brand created some kind of a tidal wave effect that could help bring more traffic to the streaming service. And ESPN was open to that partnership and to using their linear channel to promote when necessary, utilizing talent of theirs when necessary. So they really understood like my desire to create a real brand and platform and not just like find the best network for a show.
0: Nice. All right. Last one. Obviously, if you have children, you know you'd never say that uh, one of them's your favorite. However, uh, in the interest of making this interesting, uh, which, which episode was your favorite? Which person was your favorite to talk to?
1: Um, I don't know. If I was a favorite. I, I really
0: enjoyed my time with Steve Ballmer when,
1: I, when we did the first season. I enjoyed talking to Ice Cube, was pretty amazing. David Falk, who I looked up to as a kid, that was pretty exciting. Um, the one with Lindsey Vaughn. And Tina Charles and Carly Lloyd was pretty impactful. I enjoyed that. Oh, I mean, honestly, you know, it's tough. Like you said, I I put a lot of pride into all of them.
0: That's pretty much it, man. That's all I needed. All right, my man. Appreciate it. Thank you for your time. All right, bro. Talk to you soon. listening to the bird calls on the armchair all-american network if you like what you're hearing please take a moment to rate us on itunes retweet share with your friends and most importantly subscribe today gambling it's not the most prevalent of topics at the family barbecue but the truth is it can be quite fun picking a couple of friends to play some friendly wagers before a game can immediately raise the stakes and make your sundays even more exhilarating That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Football fans, you can even bet after kickoff. So if it looks like your bet is fading, just take the other side. If you like to bet a lot, try a parlay. You can multiply your winnings and brag to your friends as the money rolls in. But now is the best time to join because MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.